Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I am a financial advisor in Northern California. And really, my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. Okay, guys, I got <laughs> I mean, kind of a funny story for you here. I got summoned for jury duty. So <laughs> I promise you it's going to get back to market related, but I got to tell you about my experience at jury duty because it felt like a roller coaster of emotions. So it was, I think two weeks ago, actually, maybe a week ago. I, I don't remember, but anyways, I got the summons and I went in to do the roll call and basically where they select all the jurors, right? And every single person that I talked to was just telling me, Hunter, it's so easy to get out of there. I've never been picked. I mean, there's so many other people in there. There's no chance that you get picked. Don't even worry about it. You'll probably be in there for like two hours. You'll be out by lunchtime and you can just go on with your day. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I really, really don't want to go do this. I've got a lot of stuff to do. And I just, you know, I, who really does want to go do jury duty? I mean, there was one person there that was very excited about it, but <laughs> most of the others were not. So anyways, I go to the courthouse that morning. We had to get there at like eight o'clock in the morning or so. I sign in and we wait and we wait and we're sitting there and maybe finally around 10 or 10.30, the judge lets us into the to the actual uh, courtroom. So I believe there was about 50 of us and they called up the first 18, the first dreaded 18. You did not want to be in that group. They actually got put in the where the uh, juror stand over there. And then one by one, they start asking you, you know, where are you from? What do you do? What's your background like? Um, all the sorts of questions that they ask all the jurors. So they're going one by one by one, you know, asking all these questions and they start kicking people out. So they kick a couple people out, bring a couple people in, kick a couple more people out, bring a couple people in. All of a sudden they say, okay, juror Hunter Lowry, can you please make your way over to the juror stand? And I was just thinking, oh no, how did I get picked on here? But okay, I know everybody said super easy to get out of it. Not a big deal. When they ask me these questions, I should be able to uh, answer them and, and be able to get out of there. So they asked me a few questions. My, my go-to, my kicker was some of my very, very close friends are sheriffs locally here. So I thought that that was going to be an easy one for them to kick me off, but it didn't. <laughs> they kept me on the jury. And after the entire day of selecting jurors, I was one of the 12 that they picked out of like 50 people. I mean, come on, how does that happen? So I was so bummed. <laughs> I was actually kind of I mean, angry is the wrong word, but I was a little hostile. I was talking to my, my friends and family, just kind of complaining about, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm on this jury duty. This is so dumb. So the next day we go to trial 
and we are sitting there. There were only four witnesses that came up. Thank goodness it was a pretty quick trial. And we were done with the entire trial. I mean, I believe we started at nine o'clock that morning. By the time we did all opening arguments, all the witnesses, closing arguments, everything, it was like two o'clock. So I'm thinking, perfect. This was such an easy case. I mean, not a lot of witnesses. It was so simple. It was a um, identity fraud case. And the guy had 11 people's identities, social security cards, debit cards, everything in his car. I mean, it was so blatantly obvious that he was guilty. I'm surprised that it even got to court, honestly. I mean, there was no evidence that he could possibly be not guilty. So in my mind, I'm thinking, perfect. It's two o'clock. Courthouse closes at 4.30. We have two and a half hours to deliberate. We literally probably only need 15 minutes. We're going to be out of here and I can go back to work tomorrow. So I'm all excited walking up the stairs to the deliberation room. We sit down and it's just like, you know, super awkward. If you've ever been in a jury deliberation room before, nobody really wants to start the conversation and start talking and you don't really know what to do. And it's actually kind of a funny uh, sociology. I think that's the right term, a, a sociology test to throw 12 random people who do not know each other. We have no idea who each other are and then try to decide the verdict on someone's case. I mean, it's, it's kind of goofy. So we go around the room and everybody says, we think, you know, we, we just started saying if we thought he was guilty or not guilty before we started deliberating. So we go around the room. It was guilty, 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 not guilty, not guilty. Two people, two people out of the whole room said not guilty. So I'm thinking, okay, no big deal. You know, we'll be able to talk this out. I'm sure they just have a couple questions and we'll be able to get out of here soon. Well, about two and a half hours later, they did not change their minds yet. <laughs> so the, uh, oh shoot, I forget the bailiff. They call him the bailiff comes in and says, okay guys, it's time for the courtroom to close. Uh, we are going to have to reconvene tomorrow. I'm thinking tomorrow, come on, man. I mean, we should have been done with this already. We've almost been deliberating for as long as the whole freaking trial was. So I was losing my mind. Um, and I went home that night just still a little bit cranky about the, <laughs> about the whole situation because I did not want to go back to the courthouse the next day. But at least, again, I'm thinking, okay, it, we, we had two and a half hours today. There cannot be that much more that we can even talk about. I mean, even within those two uh, that two and a half hour period, we had circled everything 20 times. We talked about the same stuff over and over and over. So I was just thinking a couple more hours in the morning, I'll be out of there before lunchtime and I can go back to work. So we meet in the morning, we sit down in the deliberation room and we start talking and we're talking and we're talking and we're talking. They still, the two people could not uh, decide and, and change their mind to potentially finding the guy guilty. And on a criminal case, you have to have all 12 jurors agree on the verdict. So they were asking to see all sorts of different evidence. We had to bring in the, uh, what's the lady's, the, her title that types everything up and keeps all the notes. She had to come back in and read the transcripts of different uh, things that the defendant said. I mean, it was a train wreck. So now we've been going from nine o'clock until noon the next day and they let us off for lunch. And I called my friends and actually called my girlfriend too. And I was just freaking out. I was just saying, you've got to be kidding me. We talk about the same things in circles and in circles and we can't come to a decision. I may, I may never go back to work. I, I, <laughs> I may just be a full-time juror and I was just losing my mind. So finally, when we go back in, I, I calmed down a little bit and tried to have a little bit uh, better uh, attitude about everything. So I said, okay guys, can I get up on the whiteboard? And I started drawing out a T-chart of all the reasons the person could potentially be not guilty 
and potentially be guilty. And then I went down one by one of all the not guilty side and crossed them out because basically we could uh, say that they were incorrect based on the evidence that we were given. So all that was left were potential reasons why the person was guilty. So after going through that whole exercise and then deliberating a little more, finally, you know, actually we had to go back to the judge and talk to him again. It was a whole train wreck. But finally we came to the verdict of the person being guilty and case closed. Thank goodness, because we finished at, I think, like 345 that afternoon, and the bailiff was saying, okay, guys, uh, courthouse closes in 45 minutes, and then we'll have to reconvene Monday, and I was just getting ready to pound my head into a wall, <laughs> thinking I was going to have to come back on Monday and talk about this all over again, so... Anyways, long story short, we got done. It only was a three-day process. I can't even imagine people that get on murder trials or crazy things where it takes months. I mean, holy cow, it would just be absolutely insane. But that was my jury experience. It was absolutely crazy, very hectic. Um, I probably lost years to my life because of the anxiety I was having sitting in that room when we couldn't decide what the verdict was. <laughs> but this is what I learned from it, and this is where we can get back to the market. Control what you can control. I could not control other people's thoughts and expectations in that room. I could not control the free time that other people had because <laughs> I forgot to mention this. A couple of the jurors were saying, yeah, shoot, let's come back next week. I don't have anything going on. I don't care if we have to talk about this for two more weeks. I'm happy to do it. And I'm thinking, man, I got meetings scheduled on Monday. I got to get back to it. <laughs> so I could not control the free time that other people had. And I could not control the evidence that we had to support our arguments, even though I wish that we had some more stuff to make the case even simpler that wasn't there for us to use. But I could control my emotions. I could control my thought process of how to display my thoughts. And I could control my overall attitude. And honestly, once I settled down a little bit and changed my attitude and was able to portray my thoughts in a more clear and concise manner, it was super, super easy to get everybody on the same page and we came to a verdict very quickly after that. So what does that have to do with the market? Okay, the market's been absolutely crazy right now. Every time you look at it, obviously it's been just dropping. It's going up and down every single day. Different news comes out. The Fed today said that they were going to be raising rates some more. Shocker, right? Market falls, begins to fall, then jumps back up and everything ends up in the positive. I mean, you can just be pulling your hair out if you're watching this thing. So what can you not control right now? You cannot control the Fed actions. You cannot control investor sentiment. You cannot control any market action. And you're not going to be able to control any short-term price fluctuations. So throw all that out the window. We can't keep our, our, um, our tightly held grip on how the markets are moving because we cannot control that. But what can you control? You can control your emotions. You can control how you continue to budget. And you can control how much you continue to contribute towards all of your long-term goals. And by doing that, you're going to be fine. And I know I've said this over and over, but it's just continuously rings true. And I can't remind people enough about that during our current market situation. Begging your head against the wall and getting upset about how the market's moving is not going to do any better. Just like banging my head against the wall and being upset that we couldn't come to a, a verdict between the 12 of us did not help whatsoever. All you can control is what you can control. So just stick to your guns, stick to your game plan, understand what you're trying to accomplish and keep that long-term perspective in mind, guys. And if you would like help talking about what your game plan is, making sure that your investment strategy is set up to help you achieve your goals, or you just want an overall affirmation that you're doing the right things and headed in the right direction, I am more than happy to help you out. So head over to hunterlowry.com. You can schedule a one-on-one -on -one call on my personal calendar there. All right, guys, it's a great day to have a great day. I hope everybody enjoys the Memorial weekend. Take care, everybody.